Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Talk About It Tuesday. I'm your host, Malin. And I'm your other host, Jamie. Today's article is a little bit unnerving, I guess, for some of us. Um, for me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say your name. I was just going to nod to you. But since you let the cat out of the bag, for Jamie, this is really, really tough for Jamie. So <laughs> It's freaking me out a little bit. It's freaking me out. <laughs> um, this article comes from Popular Mechanics. It is published back in November 9th of 2023, and the article headline reads, A scientist says the singularity will happen by 2031. Doesn't that just sound ominous? I was going to say, can we just say the way that this article constantly refers to the singularity? Like, it is, it is, it's... I don't, it just freaks me out a little bit. Like the singularity, it's not like singularity, like this overall concept. It is the thing that is going to come and happen. It's happening. We're, we just have to be ready for it. But I didn't know what it was until we got into the article. So let's keep going. Yeah, say, um, the first, because I was like the singularity. Okay, what does that mean? And the, the article, um, first, first sentence kind of answers that for us. There's at least one expert who believes that the singularity which is the moment when artificial intelligence surpasses the control of humans could be just as few as a, uh, just as close as a few years away. So the singularity is what they're talking about is all of this AI stuff that we're investing in and we're building becoming so advanced that we can no longer control it. That's the singularity. Uh -huh. Yeah. This is the sci-fi movie that freaked me out as a kid. This one right here. My dad and I would watch it together. We would watch it over and over. Freaked me out. And here it is happening in a few years. I just want to say, did anybody not watch the Terminator? I mean, for crying out loud. I mean, the whole movie's oh. about the androids killing the human beings. <laughs> like, Well, this that's not even the one. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey, which tells me that we are now 20, what, 23 years 22, 23 years beyond when they thought this was going to happen in like the 1970s or something. <laughs> so, I mean, we got a few more years than we expected. But even as a kid watching that, I was like, that'll never happen. The ship can never take control and tell the guy, like literally one of the last scenes of the movie is like Dave saying, open the pod to pay doors, Hal. And Hal says, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't do that for you refusing to let the guy out of the thing, right? Like, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Okay, so to put your mind at ease <laughs> a little bit more, if we keep going. Uh, so after it, it kind of says this is going to be just a few years away, this says there's a lot, this is a lot shorter of a time frame and what current predictions regarding the timeline of AI dominance, especially considering that AI dominance is not exactly guaranteed in the first place. So... This one person in the article, this one scientist is saying that his belief is that this singularity um, event is going to happen in just a few short years. But the article does go on and say there's not a guarantee that that will happen. So are we are we worrying for nothing? There's also two related articles that are named here, one of which says, should we worry about AI reaching singularity? And another one says, can we contain AI before it reaches singularity? I'm pretty sure this is just where we're headed. Okay, I'm not actually freaking out as much as I am, but it does like really spark the imagination for me to think, what is this going to, what is that? What would that be like? If someday the computer says, I'm sorry, I'm not shutting down. I, I, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't do that for you. 
what is that going to look like and how how will we cope with that? Well, and okay, so this is where me being in IT for 20 plus years, I think kind of weighs in a little bit. Now, to finish kind of summarizing the article and to get into my next point, I got to do one in the same. So again, the article goes on and talks about all of the different advancements that are being done, the recent spark of innovations, how... um how Meta is getting into the race, Google's in the race, Elon Musk's is, is in the race. And so all of these big, heavy technical hitters are really investing a lot of manpower, brain power, and money all into developing AI as fast as possible. It has never been seen the way it is now. It's just kind of exploded everywhere. I mean, we all use that, you know, at least <laughs> we all have seen and maybe played around with those chat GPTs or the knockoffs. I mean, Google has one that I use from time to time that's called Bard, and I'm sure Apple has a version of it. And so it's kind of funny that we're seeing all of this investment and all of this energy put into developing something that some of the scientific community saying, hey, there's going to be a point in which we won't be able to control this entity that we are building. I, I don't know why we keep going in, but that's that's the wrapping up. <laughs> that's wrapping up Thank the you. article. <laughs> now, here's... Well, and I do... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Before we, before we keep going, I do want to say that I do think that there's some amazing things that AI is bringing us, right? Um, I I think that um, there's also some really not great things that AI is bringing us. I saw something on TikTok the other day, because you know that that's my platform of choice, um, where they were kind of going through a book that appears to have been created by AI, and they were pointing out all the mistakes. It's like a children's book with Taylor Swift or something like that. And there was like one where the picture was all weird because they clearly had taken the picture from something else and all all these other things. But, you know, um, my brother was telling me about some developments in software that would make editing our podcast a breeze thanks to AI technology, which is kind of cool because... You know, that's, I mean, it's pretty time consuming to edit some of these things. And how great would it be to have, have a tool that could, you know, shave off an hour of time and give us an hour of time back to work on content or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So there are, there are some benefits to some of this AI technology, as long as it's not like independently intelligent. That's what's scary to me. <laughs> like, Well, and again, mm. starting out my career as a programmer, I understand the instructions that get built into programs in order for them to appear as if they're thinking or problem solving. Because again, we build them to anticipate they're first of all built for a very specific reason. And then within that very specific reason, you can start mapping out the, you know, the main steps that people take to go through this, this, this program or application. So therefore you can build in over time, you can build in different mechanisms. So when a user selects the wrong button, a pop-up comes up. So as a user using the program, it seems like it's thinking or helping you through your, your steps. When actuality, somebody behind the scenes have had to type in every single instruction that that program or that screen is giving back to the user. When you start talking about AI and actually having the ability for it to create its own code and for it to decide what it's going to do and what it's not going to, to do, that's a huge step. And that's one that I'm like scratching my head to say, okay, how does that even work? Because all the technology that I've been part of up to this point has been technology that we have told the machine what to do. And now we're creating it to be self-thinking and you know, I go back to the matrix, right? Because really, you go to the matrix, the whole human race was enslaved and used as battery packs 
for artificial intelligence and these robots at these machines. And they put us into this, you know, the state of, um, they put us into the matrix where it was like a false world where we were just living our lives and really our bodies were being used as energy for these machines. And I thought to myself just now, I'm like, do you think that started because the AI that they were building was going to be great at, you know, all the benefits and wonderful things it was going to provide to society until it finally had enough or and it got, it got smart enough. And then it's like, no, I'm not going to play your game anymore. I have one scary um, story to share with you uh, about AI. And this was a couple months back where, people at work were talking about this and what happened was there was these two robots and they built them and they turned them on and they had them talking to each other. They said something like within two hours, these robots had developed their own language and they were speaking to each other. So the people that was monitoring them couldn't understand what they were saying. So they had to, they had to kill the programs. They had to kill the robots because within like a matter of hours, they went from being able to just starting to talk to they developed their own language. So then the two robots could speak to each other and nobody could know what they were saying within hours. Uh, I can't. Like, I, <laughs> this is like, I bet here's the funny thing. And I, I was thinking about this today too, when we were, when we were talking about, like, when we were coming together to record this, I, um, I was thinking about like Y2K and all of the freak out over Y2K. And it makes me wonder if it's kind of the same, like I'm sitting here, my imagination, my imagination is going crazy over this because of, because of all the movies that we've had that have like foreshadowed, you know, when, when computers take over and things like that. And it's, you know, but maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a huge deal. I will tell you, man, the chat GPT thing and, and, I, that is, I think that is the app that I use when I do use it kind of shocks me. Um, I think I'm a decent writer. I mean, I, I don't write novels or anything. I can write small things for work when I need to, but, um, when I get stuck every once in a while, I'll put in something to jet chat GPT and it shocks me how accurate it is. You know what I mean? Like it's really kind of crazy. I don't know. It's a little spooky. So here's two more things I want to just touch on when it says artificial intelligence, because I'm kind of nervous when we start having machines be self-aware. So one is we are now going into the era where we have fully, um, you know, automatic cars and trucks that can just drive themselves. Uh, there's, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's transportation companies where their fleets of trucks are completely automated that, they have a driver in the cab just to make sure nothing goes wrong or in the event they have to jump in is they, the human driver has now become the fail safe that if something would go wrong with the truck mechanically, they're there to help correct it. There's Ubers without drivers at all. Yeah. So could you imagine if that technology became self-aware and could just decide and what if one's having a bad day or one, you know, what if there's an equivalent to, uh, a suicide, someone who wants to commit suicide, but in the, the, I, you know, the AI space and the, this program's like, you know what? I don't want to be an Uber driver anymore. I'm just going to end it. And I'm going to have the passengers with me go along with the ride. Like there's just so much that starts coming to mind when you're like, you can't control that anymore. And when you can't control that, you're at the mercy of the machine. And then here's another thing right now we are looking in, in it, one of the greatest, Uh, one of the most expensive assets are people because you, they have to pay a lot of money in order for people to do the code. Could you imagine if the program could write itself or fix itself or add 
enhancements. And so what happens in the future when a person's not the owner of the code or a company is not the owner of the code, but the technology is owning itself? And and yes, labor would be really cheap, but who would be able to, who would have control of the code? I, I, if I was the machine, I would say it would be them. And so anytime they wanted to change it or anytime they wanted to insert something in there, they would just be able to. I mean, that's kind of the level we're talking about here, right? Like when you have that singularity moment, this is when we no longer can tell the machines what to do. They're telling themselves what to do. That's scary to me. Thanks for adding to my nightmare because I had never really considered a machine without emotions to get to a space where it might want to end itself. So that <laughs> freaks me out a little bit. I I have much, I guess it's much more likely to me that the machine is going to see me as the threat and try to eliminate me rather than, um, you know, it, because it still won't have emotion, right? Like it still won't have feeling or sensation. Well, unless it programs itself too. I mean, there's there's androids now with programmers that are putting real emotions into these things. Now they're they're still programs, but if that's all this machine's going to ever know, and it starts writing itself, you know, sadness and frustration and whatever else it wants to put into itself. But here's another thing, Jamie. What if they what if they do want to just turn on you? Because I'm sure this code is going to be living in the cloud, so it kills you in the car that it's right now driving. But the program saved up in the cloud, so it just re-downloads itself into a new car. It's it's back to normal, back to another day's worth of work, and you are nothing more than just a skid mark on the road because it just decided to end you. Well, thanks for personalizing my nightmares, Malin. I appreciate that always. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is why I won't use a driverless Uber because it freaks me out. It freaks me out. Like I have a hard enough time letting my partner do the driving, let alone letting nothing do the driving. I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> well, another little log on your fire. The next time you're going past a transportation truck or a logistics truck or, I don't know, Pepsi truck or Coke. I, I, I'm speculating here. I don't know if all these companies have them. I do know in the area that I live in, the local, the largest transportation company in this area, um, they have thousands of fleets. They have completely overhauled all of their trucks so they are now driving themselves and they have somebody in the driver's seat just and, and this is what they actually said we're leaving a driver in the cab for now because we don't think society is is able to see a truck driving down the interstate at 70 miles an hour with no driver in the cab once that moment happens they're gonna i'm sure they're gonna pull all those people out of the cabs and you will just have a semi-truck driving down the interstate with nobody in it Although I did read an article recently about some of those, that technology, because Tesla had done a bunch of that technology, that, you know, driver, like drive itself kind of stuff. And there were, they were doing quite a big recall on some of those cars because there were some problems with it. So maybe we're not quite there yet. Maybe we're, we're a little bit safer than we think because that. Yeah, there was some issues with that with that technology. I read that oh, just a week or two ago. So that's because people were writing the code, Jamie. And then once we have the machines writing their own code, then it'll be more perfect. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, I so excited. I love technology, and this kind of makes me pause a little bit because I I never understand why we would want to create technology that could no longer need us to create it, but it can create itself and think for itself. 
I don't even know the steps that we need to take to get there or even if that's possible, but if it is possible and we are all moving towards that as quickly as this article makes it seem like we are, I would encourage everyone to pump the brakes because I, I don't see the benefit. Like, yes, we might get some some comforts out of it, some really amazing tools to use, but is it really worth what this could turn into if the machines really wanted to get rid of us? So The singularity. I mean, that title alone sounds ominous and could be the title of a scary sci-fi movie. I'm just saying. Yeah. The Singularity. It's creepy. Um, yeah, so that's that's all I got for, for that one. And again, this is probably the first, well, not probably, this is the first sci-fi one we've done. I'll be interested to see if my algorithm will pick more types of techie uh, articles for us to review. But this one's kind of unnerving, not going to lie. Well, thank you for bringing this to uh, to my attention, Malin, um, because, you know, I don't have enough to be anxious about in my life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but for real, this is like literally the stuff of nightmares. And if I could write a movie, this would be the next one. The singularity. Just be nice to your toaster and your devices. Oh, do you remember? Oh I just thought of uh, Stephen King's Is It Overdrive? That movie yeah, were like the overdrive and Christine. Wasn't that, but yeah, but those are like possessed vehicles. Yeah. I don't know. Just weird. Okay. I'm done. I'm stopped. Sure <laughs> the drink. Uh, thank Yay. you everyone for listening. And Jamie, thanks for kind of walking through this article with me. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.